Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This week's edition of the Bagels and Locks podcast. We know you missed us last week, but my co-host Dave um, had a rough holiday party. Um, he hurt his ankle, so Dave was on the injured list, and I was out of the country. So we took a week off, but now we are back with a very special guest, who I believe it is his first time on the show. He could correct me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong? I don't believe I don't believe you're wrong. I think you're right about that one. And he's a lawyer, so that means I'm very right this morning, which is a good way uh, to start my Sunday. Uh, because we skipped last week and these games were like two, three weeks ago at this point, uh, the only thing I am going to mention is David called me a coward for um, not backing my Pac-12 self-destruct. Uh, and he was right. I took USC minus two and a half versus Utah two weeks ago in the Pac-12 title game. And USC jumped out to a 17 nothing lead. It looked like it was going to be 100 to nothing. And then Utah put the beat down on. So, uh, fuck the Pac-12. I cannot wait to be out of this conference come 2024. Yeah, those, those Big Ten beatdowns will be uh, they'll, they'll be much more fun for you. You, sh- you should be praying that that gets canceled. Um, re- recap for me, I won't go pick by pick, but I, I, I was two and three, which anybody who's been following my gambling this year um, knows that that's actually a pretty good week for me. Um, which brings my record to a clean and uh, embarrassing 21, 42, and 2, which, if anybody's good at math, is a 33% winning percentage. I win one out of every three picks. I was 3 and 2. I am 28, 36, and 1. And the fact that I am nine games below 500 would have a seven game lead in the standing uh, leads me to think you should probably start listening to another podcast unless you really like hearing the sound of our voices or our friends' voices. Uh, and speaking of which, Friend on this week. Um, some would say this friend is loyal to his teams to a fault. I would say I admire his conviction. Uh, this week, his team is taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. We will see if Justin Fields can pull off the upset. Uh, I'm still a little undecided if he told me I should start Cole Komet or not. His answer was not 100% clear, but he will advise me in a second. Steve Jagero, welcome to the Bagels and Locks podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. One of the first things that I got to say is after hearing those records and granted, maybe it's a fault of my own for not keeping better track. I I can't believe how terrible you both are. Was one of them 21 and 42? That was yeah, not mine. Neither. I just want to point that out. Not mine. They, in exact one, th- that is really a statistical anomaly. Um, mm. If you guys aren't fading this, these picks every single week, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I could have made a lot of people a lot of money if they had just done what they said and faded. Um, And, you know, nobody has. I haven't heard one story of anybody truly fading me every week. So you guys are all cowards and liars. I think I'm going to start. I I think I'm going to chuck my picks out the window and just start fading you. We're also pretty candid about the idea that you should be fading for us. So if you take the time to listen and you're still not fading us, then I just I don't know what to tell you. I'd love to tell you my picks are good, but unfortunately the numbers just don't lie. So it's out there. 
Also, before we get going and I forget something, 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 shout out to our Wisconsin listener. I don't have anything creative this week. I'm tired. It's early. Soccer's on in the background, whatever. Um, All right. So, yeah, we were going to record during the week and uh, I had a busy week. I won that one. I went to the movies. I forgot what I had Wednesday, but I had something. Yeah, busy week for Chase. He had to go to the movies three times and watch UCLA. We're we're all just revolving around his schedule. He he has no commitment to this podcast. We we've all heard it before. Happy that we're recording here on this Sunday morning, getting the picks out to you, the people, before the uh the Sunday slate. Yeah, shout out to UCLA too, beating Maryland by 30 in the uh in a preview of the Big Ten and then beating Kentucky yesterday. North Carolina basketball fans. I don't know how many North Carolina basketball fans. I guess, Dave, this is more relevant to you as the ACC guy. Holy shit, does that fan base travel? Yeah, there's a lot of them. There were four teams in this challenge at MSG yesterday, and my mom goes, oh, look at all that blue. I'm like, Mom, it ain't Kentucky. It ain't UCLA. You notice it's all the same exact color? Yeah. Yeah, well, and they should be good this year. They suck, but – they should be good, which I think is why everybody's all excited. Yeah, they're they're dumb. They have Baycott. The offense should be throw it into Baycott and then let him pass to a shooter. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's too complicated. Uh, so all but just to say, there was some football Thursday. What the hell was the Thursday game? Brock Purdy. Steve was all in on Brock Purdy. Um, to his credit, I think. Right? Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, that was a relatively easy pick, though. Yeah, I'm sure David probably tried to overthink it and went with Gino on Thursday night. But one team going downhill, one team going up. And uh, yeah, there were some games yesterday. Bill's Dolphins was like an unexciting, exciting game. I guess if that makes sense. Like it was close, but like wasn't that cool. Um Browns versus the Ravens. I never thought that in a fantasy playoff matchup, the difference might be for me, Justin Tucker missing two field goals. Um, But here we are. Deshaun Watson has proved that sometimes bad people do get good things. Um, And then Vikings Colts. If you haven't heard about it yet, just Google it. Matt Ryan is, I think now officially the biggest loser in the history of football. Yes. Are we all on the same page? The choke God. I mean, the biggest collapse in Super Bowl and regular season history. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it was a crazy game, though. Unbelievable. But there is still a Sunday slate. It's just a bit lighter, so there'll probably be a little bit overlap. Um, I will go with my first pick of the week. Uh, I'm going Bengals minus three and a half versus the Bucks. Um, I want to believe in Brady. Um, and the Niners defense, I, all the credit in the world. I mean, to me, this is at worst, like the third best defense in football. Don't ask me to name the two I think are better, please. Um, But Brady just looked terrible last week. Mike Evans doesn't look like he's interested in being there. Um, And Joe Burrow and the boys are rolling. You know, between Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes, it's going to be a really exciting AFC playoff picture. I I just don't see the Bucs getting enough offensively to cover the spread. But Brady might also just tell me to go fuck myself. So who knows? Yeah, I'm on this one too. Um, I I think we're, we're not talking enough about the Bengals genuinely being the best team in football um certainly the best offense with without an offensive line it's 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 just really impressive what they're doing um and the bucks are still not that good uh i i i almost took the over here but i see a real possibility of cincinnati just blowing the doors off them in the first half and, and tampa not putting up any points at all um so i just took cincinnati minus three and a half i feel really good about this one 
here's the problem. The problem is it's almost too easy. Vegas is doing it to you. You're walking right into their little trap. And now I know Tom Brady shouldn't be Tom Brady's never favored or never the dog by more than like three or four points. But he freaking should be. He should be the dog by like seven, seven and a half. This should be a fucking blowout. But here we are. The spread's only three and a half. What do they know? Vegas knows something about this game. Bucks defense holds strong in the first half. I bet Brady scores two touchdowns early. They go up early. And then Joe Burrow's got to claw it all back. I bet they win by a field goal. Here's this a question. Is, hey, so you're calling this a rat line. You're, you're, you're rat line detectors going off. You're saying this is a rat line? I stay far away from this rat. Here's a question for you guys. I'll ask you this, Steve, based on you know your logic there. There's a DraftKings promo. I think it's like plus 150 for Burrow and Brady to combine for four-plus passing touchdowns. Take or stay away? No chance. Okay. All right. I don't think so. I I don't think that – I know I said Brady was going to score two touchdowns early. Maybe he himself doesn't do it. It could also be the defense coming in early. They have no offensive line on the Bengals. So, Bucks pass defense, not the worst thing in the world. All right. All right. Fair enough. What's your first pick this week, sir? My first pick this week, unsurprisingly, is the Bears plus eight and a half. I have a love-hate relationship with this pick. I want the Bears to continue to lose for the rest of the season to lock in the number two draft pick so we can trade it away for a million other picks. However, this is the type of game where, again, the Eagles should probably be favored by double digits. The Bears have no receivers, none whatsoever. There's no Claypool this week. There's no Mooney this week. The top receivers, does anybody have a guess? Is it the number one receiver on the Bears? It, it is. It is. It is him and uh, Nikhil Harry. Uh, he would be the number two. I think Byron Pringle is gonna gonna run a few routes for the Bears this week, so that'll be fun. Uh, that being said, I think they cover eight and a half. Unfortunately, because I think they're gonna win this game and make me sad. I want them to lose them all. However, they have a habit of making me feel sad. And I think they cover and they might even freaking win this game because the Eagles probably won't try. This seems to me like uh, I took this in a parlay, but chopped it down to like five and a half. This seems like a good like chop because the Bears, for whatever reason, I said this a couple of weeks ago and blew up in my face, but they're that team. And it's what Steve loves about them. I think on some level that keeps it close, keeps it competitive, but sees the light at the end of the tunnel to know you don't win the game. I mean, you almost never win the game. I thought about this. So listeners of the pod will know that I, I've been following this model. And unfortunately, I've been paying for this model that, that has done nothing but make me lose. And the model only picks money line. And it took the Bears this week. And I just don't understand. I mean, I, I talked about the Bengals being the best offense in, in the league. The, and the reality is it's probably the Eagles. And the Eagles probably also have a top three defense in the league. I think, as as our friend Jay pointed out the other day, they massacre teams every single week. We got to start talking about them as as the undisputed best team in the whole league. The Giants-Eagles game last Sunday sucked so badly to be at. The, I don't know why you went to that. You had to see the, the absolute bashing coming. I mean, our, our secondary is so banged up. And they're just, like, good. They're, they're, they're better than you at every single position. And I hate that this is going to come out of my mouth, but I think Hertz might be, he might be a guy. He might be real. It's going to be the MVP. Yeah. So and I think he should be, I think it's deserved. 
so you're taking the Eagles? Or? So, so I had Chicago plus eight and a half on my board. And then just because of the model, because they're picking money line winners. I mean, and, and nine's a lot of points, but I took it off. Eagles are the best team in the league. This model doesn't know shit. We figured that out week in, week out. So I switched it to the over. I'm taking over 48 and a half. I like fields to run all over them because he's done that to everybody else and, and keep this game competitive, score some points. But I also think the Eagles are going to score a lot of points today. This is one of the best offenses in the league. They're going to run the ball too. Um, and and I, I, I think there's not going to be a lot of punting going on in this game. So wait, so Steve, so I'm right now not in the league that the three of us are in, but in a PPR league. Uh, I'm between and Dave. I'd like your input too. As much as pains me to say this, I'm, I have to. I have. I need a tight end this week, and we're between Darren Waller, who I drafted and dropped because he's a piece of shit and sucked. Uh, Taysom or Cole Komet. I almost think, based on what you just told me, Steve, that I do want to pick up Cole Komet because Fields has to throw the ball to somebody, or is the answer he's just not going to throw the ball? Well. I think that he's going to have to throw the ball because I think they're going to be losing pretty much the whole game. The Eagles usually come out hot and the bears have absolutely no defense whatsoever. So he's going to have to throw the ball at some point or another. Usually he's good for like recently last six or seven weeks. He's been good for about two twenty a game. Two has got to go to somewhere and it's not going to, I don't think it's going to Dante Pettis and Equinamius St. Brown all game. I think they got to have a safety outlet. It's going to be a lot of Montgomery, too. I would take a lot of Montgomery props. Cole Komet, I think, is probably the play. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate that either. Anything to not have to play Darren Waller, so thank you for your service. Uh, my second pick, I'm going Lions plus one and a half versus the Jets. If Mike White was playing, I think this would have been a much tougher decision in my mind. I, I just... I just think they offensively are going to be playing scared today. Um, Robert Sala came out this morning and basically said, like, there's still some kinks with Zach uh, with Zach Wilson. And you just should never be saying that about your starting quarterback a couple hours before the game. I think they're going to be very conservative. I think the Jets D is good, but this Lions offense is absolutely on fire. Um, and I think it's good offense versus good defense. I ultimately just think, you know, the way Aiden Hutchinson and that defense has been playing, I just think their defense, the Lions defense has an edge over the Jets offense right now. Uh, so for that reason, I'll take the team with the points. Agree with everything you said. I'm on this game too. Lions plus one and a half. Um, I mean, I, I see a bunch of Wilson turnovers today. A lot of short fields. You're right. The Lions offense is, is on fire right now. They have to be the highest scoring offense over the last five weeks. And they're the just whole... fun. I mean, they're fun. They do everything. Um, and they're getting healthier by the week. I Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think they're going to kill them today. I know this Jets defense is good. And, and, and I guess maybe that should make me temper this a little bit. But I don't know. It this almost, feels like, feels like feels a lot like of it, the week. Feels like a game to me where the Jets defense is good, but they're just going to be on the field so much. Steve, you look like you're ready to to explode, so I'm going to cut myself off. I just treat this as another teaching moment. Um, so <laughs> here's the problem: you you had Mike White starting pretty much the whole week up until about Thursday or so. It was a pick'em to start the week. I know you guys probably didn't take note of that, but it, it was a pick'em to start the week. Zach Wilson gets announced the starter. Now the line moves to Jets minus two. 
This was a rat line from the get-go at Pick'em when the Lions are the hot team and the Jets are trending down. Now you have Zach Wilson being announced as a starter. Everybody's thinking, all right, now it's gonna everybody's gonna start betting on the Lions. The Lions gonna move Lions minus two or three. Wrong. The Sharps are all over the Jets today. I don't know why. It makes absolutely no sense to me. This is on the board as like my fourth pick. That's like, you're going to toss this in the parlay and you're probably going to be a little bit sad about it, but it makes no sense why the, why the Jets are favored by now it's two points, by the way, it's gone all the way up to two at this point. And that was in the last like 20 minutes. It makes no sense. Vegas knows something. Jets. Buck, Steve, you're right. I, I didn't realize that that's how the line moved. You're right. You, you were, you were truly like our gambling elder statesman professor coming in here giving us the lessons, helping us understand, you know, the the science behind all of this. And I appreciate that. Maybe I'll switch my pick. Probably not. One would think I was up millions, but you know, that's, it's unfortunately not how the, uh, not how the cards is, have been played. Is out. the Jets an official second pick or are you going elsewhere? Oh no, I'm going Jets second pick. Absolutely. All right. I'll do my third pick. Cause I, I I'll get some bander going with Steve on this one. Uh, I'm going Panthers minus two and a half versus the Steelers. Um, now, while our friend Jason Wynn once said that Sam Darnold was going to be a Hall of Famer, um, that has not been the case. And do I trust Sam Darnold? No. But the Panthers' D has looked solid. Uh, they're one-two punch of Foreman and Hubert, and basically make sure Darnold doesn't too, do, do too much has been solid. But mostly what this is for me is it's very simple. You're betting against Mitch Trubisky. Mitch came in last week. And looked so fucking bad in place of Kenny Pickett that my buddy who's a Steelers fan texts me, I'm not 100% certain that Mitch Trubisky is not colorblind and doesn't know where he's throwing the ball. Um, yeah, I just, Mitch is just so not, I, I think if Pickett was starting, I still might pick the Panthers because they're hot and they're playing good D, but with Mitch, I'm riding the Panthers run game. Panthers minus two and a half. I'll just say, I don't want to watch this game. I don't want to think about this game. So I certainly don't want to bet on this game. I didn't think for a second about who I like here because I just don't care. I agree. I second the motion. Nope, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, someone's got, you know what? It's because I I picked this game too, because I almost one time had a small conversation with David Tepper, the Panthers owner. um, And instead he turned around before I could talk to him. Such is life. Um, no, all right, no. Dave, third pick. <laughs> third pick. I'm going back to the Jets, um, and I'm taking the over in this game because the Lions are back to the Lions offense, absolutely on fire, and I expect some short fields from Wilson. Steve's Steve's comments about, you know, watching how the money's moving here and, and how the line's moving is making me question this a little bit. But I took the over, Dave, in an actual bet for whatever it's worth. Maybe maybe I move off the Lions plus one and a half, but I'm I don't see myself moving off the over here. I I just feel like it's a it's an easy one, and it, it feels like it should be high forties, maybe in the fifties with this Lions offense. I guess the Jets defense is keeping it down, but it's only forty four and a half. I I I like this one. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, if I were to lean one way, I probably would have taken the under just on the basis that if the Jets are going to win this game, it can't, it can't possibly be because the Jets offense goes off for 30 points. It's gotta be, I don't, I don't know what the over under is. Is it 44, 43, 44 and a half. It's, yeah, it's, it 
it's like in the middle. I don't hate it. I don't love it. If, if we're going by my logic that the Jets are going to win, I would have to say the under. Yeah, I mean, look, I agree. If, if you're if you and the Sharps are right and the Jets defense contains them today and this is a rock fight, that's how the Jets win. And that's clearly not how the over hits. So this is going to be I win two bets and you win zero or the other way. Uh, the statistics would suggest that it'll be the other way, but I guess we'll see. That's why they play the games. All right, Steve, pick number three. What do you got? My third pick is the Titans plus three, and we're also going to take that money line too because, you know, you have to. Uh, this is Chargers off of a big primetime win in Miami. This is Titans trending down. Why Why in God's name would the Titans only be dogs by three? The, Mike Vrabel versus Brandon Staley. That's probably why. We're going to go with the better coach, worst team <laughs> in the Titans. They always find a way to win. Steve, where's that game? I think it's in L.A., which probably LA. is the Titans. Uh, yeah, no, okay. So, yeah, I was going to say, uh, Bryce and I were talking about this earlier. So I was thinking about the Chargers, and he said the exact same thing you said, Steve. I, it's just such a coaching edge towards Vrabel. Um, and I think the Titans, are, I, I think we're due for a Derrick Henry just monster fucking week. Um, and I asked Homer away because I think the fact that it is in Los Angeles in the warm weather, um, fast people run faster in the warm. I wouldn't know because I'm not fast, but that's what I've been told and seen chargers run defense is also horrific yeah you guys said everything i was going to say this is my last pick chargers have like the third worst run your last pick i've only done three yeah but i'm i'm taking all the same like there's been a lot of overlap this week to your point because there's so many games that have already happened so this is my last pick um the the, the Chargers have like the third worst run defense in the whole league and guys what's today's date uh december 18th 18th it's Derek. It's Derek Henry time. It's this is exactly when he wins fantasy managers playoff games. He's been doing it for years. Oh, it would be so much sicker if it was next week. This is going to be a blowout. Um, I agree with you, Steve. I, I, I'm taking Titans money line when I when I actually start to throw some cash at this. All right. So I got two picks left. I will go with uh, Cowboys minus three and a half versus the Jags. It was four and a half when I first checked this morning at three and a half. I feel a little bit better about it. Um, the Jaguars have been playing some very good football. Um, I think Trevor is progressing. Where is he that guy yet? Absolutely not. But I think he's shown enough strides now in year two where you feel good about him as the franchise QB. All that said, I think Dallas, I hope, realized last week, hey, we're not going to be able to coast. We almost lost to the Texans. A whole lot needed to go right for that to happen. Um, I see this being a close game, but I see it being Cowboys more by five or six. Um, Jaguars D has been good, but I, I think the Cowboys offense puts up some points and Dak plays some turnover free football for the first time in a long time. Yeah, the Jags do not have a good defense. Um, the Cowboys are going to score today. There's, there's no doubt about it. The question is, do the Jags also score against the Cowboys sort of middling defense? Um I think it's close and Micah just makes a huge play late. Yeah, I don't I don't see this being close. I, I don't think they can keep up with them. Um I, I think Lawrence is gonna play, but he's he's definitely banged up. I think he was kind of limited in practice all week. So I, I think this is all Cowboys, unfortunately. Plus they almost got beat last week in that in that terrible uh, That's what I'm saying. I think that was the wake up game where it's like yeah. okay, it's They're almost come out firing. Yeah, th- this is the Cowboys all day. 
Yeah, I think I agree with all of that. I stayed away just because the Jaguars probably need to win it more. I don't think the Cowboys can catch the Eagles. I think that especially assuming that the Eagles take care of business against the Bears today, that it's going to really matter much for the Cowboys one way or the other. So I, that would be that was my only hesitation and why I stayed away. I'm looking. Yeah, I, I didn't bet this, but but just so you all know, this is the biggest favorite that the model has outside of the Chiefs this week. They're, they love the Cowboys, and I think I do too. Here's here's one thing I will say about. I don't even know if I mean what I'm going to say. If the Cowboys win and they maintain the five seed, this was the point I was going to make. They end up playing the NFC South in the playoffs. And I think you would rather play the NFC South than the Vikings yesterday, notwithstanding. Honestly, I'd be fine playing the Vikings in the playoffs. They don't scare me. The the South doesn't scare me either. It's probably, it's got to be the Bucks, right? Ultimately. Yeah. I guess you still don't want to go in and face a home Brady in the playoffs. I, I don't care. They look so bad. I, I think I'm indifferent there. Speaking of the NFC South, I got Atlanta plus four and a half is the last pick against the Saints. Everybody says you should always stay away and never bet on an NFC South game. Couldn't agree more. Um, however, Andy Dalton should not be favored by four and a half points in any football game ever. I don't care if he's playing the Livingston Lancers under 12 team. He should not be favored by four and a half points. So that logic alone, don't care that Desmond Ritter's starting. We're going Atlanta plus four and a half. And we're just going to pray on that one. That We're not going to watch it. We're just going to box score watch that one. Probably never going to be on red zone. And we're going to pray. I in that game, uh, I agree. I just think this, I mean, I've canceled the Saints many times on this. I just think they're not a good, fun team. I also like whatever the Drake London over receiving yards is. Take it. I think that. I think with oh, sound, sounds like something you said. Sounds like France just scored. Sounds like France just scored. Um, okay. Uh, I like I like them to sling the rock a little bit more with Desmond Ritter at quarterback than Mariota. Come on, you have no idea what Ritter is going to be. This game is a total coin flip. You guys can bet it if you want. But you're just flipping a fucking coin. Nobody knows what Desmond Ritter is going to be. Honestly, the Falcons have been impossible to bet all year. And so have the Saints with Andy Dalton. It, this, is, this is a classic. You're just gambling, which I respect. But, but this is a luck game if you win it. All right. You want to talk about a fifth and final pick I don't feel great about? Hit me. Giants plus four and a half versus the Oh, Terrible. Terrible. What are you doing? I don't, what are you doing? I don't like it, but the last game was just so ugly that I think it's going to come down to a field goal one way or the other. Oh. Terrible. I have no analysis. Are you really going to bet us right now? Come on. I have no analysis other than the fact that it's Daniel Jones' first ever Sunday night football game, which just shows how fucking sorry our franchise has been the past five years. I mean, shit, the Bears have probably had at least five or six in that time. Um, Wait, this is not a night game. Sunday night football. We got flexed in tonight. Oh, I mean, this is a this is a playoff game essentially tonight. Whoever wins makes the playoffs in a lot of ways. Oh, um, they flexed us in. That sucks. Giants plus four and a half and pray. If you wanted an actual prop, take whatever the Graham Gano over is. That sucks. They flexed us in. Real abomination of a football game tonight, but 
it will be close. Um, I agree. It probably comes down to a field goal either way. Definitely not betting on it. What would it do? We know what the original Sunday night game was before we got flexed. I have to think it was either Chargers, Titans, or Bengals, Bucks. Now, no, they wouldn't have flexed you in for that. It was something worse. It was like Patriots, Raiders. Yeah, it was probably like the Broncos game. We've seen enough of them on prime time. For whatever it's worth, I like the I like the Patriots in that Patriots Raiders game. Even I'm pretty sure it was the Patriots Raiders. That's a terrible game too. Um, oh, Steve knows this better than most, but when you suck and you feel like shit about your team, there's truly nothing worse than having to play a night game. It sucks. Everybody gets to watch. All of Twitter's all over you. I mean, we're well, this. I I would not bet on us. We could get time for Danny Dimes to become Danny Quarter. Maybe even half dollar. Danny Nickel. All righty then. Steve, I'll be honest. I'm not 100% sure that we prepared a segment for you, but, you know, I've been thinking while we've been doing this, um, it is nearing the end of the fantasy season. And I can unfortunately relate to you having been in your shoes last year. Um, the playoffs and the Sacco Bowl are both approaching. Um, I know for me last year, the Sacco Bowl was probably the most anxiety-ridden 48 hours of football I've ever had in my life. I was in all likelihood looking at a heavy, heavy body waxing, um, which would have hurt. I mean, we've all seen the 40-year-old virgin. Steve Carell does not react super well in that scene. Um, so I just wanted to go through, you know, what's your mindset heading into a uh, – Clash of the Titans lawyer matchup with uh, with Ben. Is that official, Dave? Uh, I think there's a little bit of a question as to who's going to come out of the uh, the NL for the Sacco, but it'll certainly be Steve from the AL, and I think Ben is the favorite. So uh, how are you likely preparing right now? Well, I'll tell you what, Chase. Um, I've known for about four or five weeks that this was imminent. I think we started <laughs> off the season – uh, about one in six or seven. Maybe Should have known from draft night, by the way. Hey, who was your first round pick? Well, we started off the draft. The one, two went Najee Harris, Debo Samuel on like the 10 to 14 wraparound. Yep, that so was that was a bad one, two. The three, four, I think we went J.K. Dobbins and uh, David Montgomery in that slot. Also ended up relatively horrific. The five six, I think. Then we jumped into the Kyle Pitts, Matt Stafford era, um, as you can tell. Yep, shaking your heads didn't go my way. But then you're thinking, but wait, you were you lost every week. You must have done well on the waiver wire. You must have picked up like a Ramondre Stevenson or something like that. Some you must have. Unfortunately, no. Um, after the cup, first couple of weeks, I think I actually drafted Kenny Walker late in the draft. Uh, He was then released (laughs) within the first couple of weeks of the season. Then you're probably thinking, well, why didn't you just pick him back up? Yeah, the number one waiver slot. Well, we likely missed it. Uh, Just an abomination of a season by me through and through as a manager from draft night till uh, December 18th. But I can say we've been preparing for week 16. Christmas Eve, we know what the stakes are. The boys know we got Justin Fields on the roster now. He's a legitimate quarterback kind of running back guy. He scores points. It counts. Um, the team the team is made for Christmas Eve. So uh, I feel good about it. I've felt better about things before in the past. If it's Ben that I'm playing, that would be terribly unfortunate because uh, we looked his roster up and down. We've seen the tape. It's not good. 
And uh, if it's win, that's probably our best case scenario there. So we hope that win loses to Ben this week. And we can uh, take him down on Christmas Eve like the good Lord intended. The interesting thing is, as we're heading into the playoffs, you do have two top 10 quarterbacks on your roster. That's about all I have, Chase. And you can't start both. That is true. No, no, that that is what they say. Steve, I I can't. For for our listeners that don't know, Steve is a a vegetarian, um, not for ethical or, or health reasons, just because he doesn't like the taste of meat. Um, so, you know, we've been slowly marinating about five pounds of ground beef for, for weeks now that he hasn't won a fantasy game in, in some, some time. Um, and I'm excited to watch you go to town on that ground beef, Steve. I hope, uh, hope we don't see too many chunks. Steve, what is your meat power rankings? Like in terms of like, like, yeah, I know you like favorite meat. I know you like fish, but like from there, like what, what's, what's on the most tolerable from there to the. Guys, like, I'd rather fucking jump into the river. And not we promise we'll use it against about, you. Not that I'm nervous about uh, losing or anything next week, <laughs> but I'm definitely not going to tell you that. <laughs> Fair enough. And not only that, as far as you know, I've been training, and at this point, I like it. So, Steve, do, it. You, Steve do you like hot dogs? He does like hot dogs. I've seen him eat a hot dog. Because David, because David will attest, one thing I threw out was the hot dog challenge. I have to eat a hot dog every day for a month, but I also don't want to give you a heart attack because you are my friend. I don't know, heart attack in on of its own. No, if anything, if we're giving anyone a heart attack, it would be bad. Um, I will leave you with this: it's a can't lose anytime touchdown score parlay. Oh, yeah, uh, the quick logic behind it: you pick the games with the highest overs, you pick the team that you think is going to win. You pick the best player on that team. Bang, bang, bang. So you got A.J. Brown. He's going to score today. C.D. Lamb. He's going to score today. Over under <laughs> both of those games are 48 and 47. Pacheco's going to score today. Over under is like 48. And the Chiefs are going to be blowing him out after run the ball. And then we got uh, Josh Jacobs going to score today. Over under is 46. Best player on the field. What's the juice on that one? Yeah, Plus 1080. Plus ten eighty. Shit. Well, ten to one. Can't lose. I have ten a, to one. I have a I have a random football question for both of you with one of the players Steve just named. Pacheco and um, Purdy were both picked in the last ten picks of the draft. Does that just show what a fucking crapshoot the NFL draft is? For running backs, for sure. I don't know why anybody would take a running back in the first round. And Purdy, we'll see. I bet he ends up sucking. Dude, even if he ends up sucking, if he's the very last pick of the draft and he wins three games as a starter. That's true. You already got enough bang for your buck on that one. Fair enough. All right. To recap, my pick five. Bengals minus three and a half versus the Bucks. Lions plus one and a half versus the Jets. Panthers minus two and a hook versus the Steelers. Giants plus four and a half versus the Commanders. Cowboys mm-hmm. minus three and a half versus the Jags. I can't believe you took that that Giants pick. It's horrendous. All right. Um Eagles, Bears over 48 and a half. Lions, Jets over 44 and a half. Lions plus one and a half at the Jets, rat line. Uh, Titans plus three at the Chargers. And Bengals minus three and a half at the Bradys. And to wrap it on up, it's the Bears plus eight and a half. Sprinkle that money line. You got the Jets minus two now. And the Titans plus three. You're going to hammer that money line. It's Falcons plus four and a half. You're going to cry when you place it. You're not going to be happy. 
and then it's the touchdown score anytime. AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Isaiah Pacheco, however you say his first name, and yep. Josh Jacobs to close us out. Plus 1080. Can't lose. All right. My last question for you guys, non sports related. It's the holiday season. Uh, Christmas is next week. Hanukkah starts tonight, which I found about found out about this morning. Shows how good of a Jew I am. Um, not to put anybody on the spot, but I'll ask all, all of you right now. Favorite Christmas movie that you'd recommend to our listeners with the holidays coming? I'm not going to play. I, I could give you some, some you know, weird shit that you've never Just heard of. Fucking Christmas gonna, movie. I'm going to stick to the basics. It's Elf. It's always been Elf. Okay. I think that's probably right. I think it's probably always Elf. It's always the Home Alone's the first two. I was going to say Home Alone or uh, I'm a big jingle all the way guy with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you guys think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? Always. I don't think it is. Eh, I don't Home know. Alone is. Die Hard is not. I'll also have a review for next week, hopefully. They released a new Christmas Story movie with the original cast like 40 years later. It's probably oh, yeah, probably going to be fucking terrible, but I'll watch it. It's going to be terrible. All right. I'm looking forward to the review. I will watch it as a Jew on Christmas. Steve, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure. With David Santola, my name is Jason Dorsky. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Have a great week.